Welcome back to The Fan, 105.7 The Fan, 1057thefan.com. Vinny and Haney taking you up till 2 p.m. on a Monday afternoon almost here in Baltimore. Bob is out today. Ryan Wagner sitting in. Thanks for tuning in. If you want to be a part of the program, you can call us on the Ackerman Security Hotline, 410-583-1057, or text us, same number, 410-583-1057. That is the IPO Windows and Home text line. The music challenge for producer Megan today, the Fred Challenge in honor of Fred Manfra. 25 years as an Oriole broadcaster came to an end last night. Megan, who was that we were listening to? That was Ted Nugent with his song, Fred Bear. Fred Bear. All right, Ted Nugent. You like Ted Nugent over there, Vinny? Cat Scratch Fever. Yeah. He's had a few songs. Not few many, songs. though, I don't think. No. He's more of a personality now, I think, than he is a, an artist. All right, let's get out to the phone line and pick up from RussellStreetReport.com. Ken McCusick joins the program. Ken, how are you, my friend? Life is good, Ryan. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. Uh, Ken, let's get right to it. Two big injuries uh, last week for the Ravens. Tavon Young tears an ACL on Thursday during OTAs. And then the uh, terrible news about Dennis Pitta dislocating his hip for a third time. And uh, reports are that he will retire. And uh, that will bring his Ravens and football career to an end. Uh, of those two injuries, which is the more impactful to the Ravens on the field? Well, the the young injury is the more impactful one. And I, I'd like just to talk about Dennis, if we can, for a second before we go on. Because from a personal standpoint, terrible injury. And just hope, obviously, it has no significant impact on his life going forward. He'll obviously be going through a recovery now. But from a business and from a football standpoint, it's it's not nearly as damaging. Pitta was targeted uh, on 18% of Flacco's throws last year, which is an enormous percentage, um, but only had eight and a half yards per catch. And, and uh, as a blocker, he's really done at this point. And the blocking responsibilities, we talk about the offensive line protecting Joe Flacco all the time. But the tight end also has a part in that, and, and that wasn't um, something Dennis did particularly well. So uh, uh, bad injury, certainly, but the Ravens have some additional players now that can sift through and find that target for Joe Flacco. At the tight end position, I, don't, I, I thought when I looked at all the tight ends, they all kind of do a little something different. I, th I thought Boyle overall was – the most complete one. I'm not a Max Williams guy. I don't think he can block a saw. I don't think he can separate. And Waller, I think he can only run routes. He's not a blocker whatsoever. And Crockett Gilmore's always hurt. And Ben Watson, who knows? You know, he's 38 years old. Well, I think that's right on the money. I mean, Gilmore is the guy who, if healthy, and that's the big if, of course, is the most complete tight end. He's a very good blocker, and he can go back to what he was in 2015 and be the go-to target for Joe Flacco. But he's got to be able to stay healthy, and his shoulders have to hold up on him. And uh, I'm, I'm unconvinced of that, too, Vinny. Now, uh, the big questions I have, the biggest concerns that I've got for this football team is the offensive line. I mean, center is a concern. Yonda coming off of shoulder surgery, we saw it two years ago, and, and he didn't have a great year because he couldn't lift or train, you know, all off season. So to me, right guard is a concern, and right tackle is a huge concern. Yeah, I, I'm. I, I would disagree with you about the Yonda, the uh, Yonda season last year, and no, you two may, years ago. may not be familiar. I score offensive line on a play by play basis, and. Yonda had just an amazingly consistent year last year. Yeah, he was talking to Kenny. He was talking about two years ago coming when off he of came the previous off shoulder surgery. surgery. Yeah, got it. Okay. Well, I mean, he played through 
another injury this last year, changed positions to do it right. so that he, he could still maintain the ability to send that inside rush and had a great year. So um, I, 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 Yanda is, is going to the Hall of Fame. I mean, I'm, I'm comfortable now saying that there's some longevity concerns. He needs to, you know, put probably two more really good years on the on the uh, uh, background scenery of his career. But he's headed to the Hall of Fame, and uh, if we're worried about that position, we're worried about every single offensive line position. Well, um, what, Ronnie, what is Stanley, your concern level yeah. with the right tackle in the center? Yeah, well, the right tackle in the center are, are significant issues. The center. Um, they've almost given themselves too many options now to sift through. And, you know, a lot of like, the same things could be said about tight end. But, you know, at one point they were talking about Lewis moving to center. Well, that to me is silly. Lewis is, is best position is left guard. I think we found that out last year. If they have to move him, it'll be a very bad thing. Um, at center, I think they have viable options. I think both Siragusa and Jensen are viable options who have the size and the lower bodies to um, anchor against the enormous behemoths on the inside in the AFC North. And so you've got you've got Shelton at Cleveland, and you've got um, uh, uh, Hargrave for the um, Steelers, who gave Urshel, sorry, not Urshel, gave uh, Zuta a, a horrible time in that last game. And uh, you have Geno Atkins for the uh, uh, Bengals, all of whom you have to figure out what answer you have on the inside for those guys. Uh, taking a look at the Tavon Young injury as we talk to Ken McCusick from RussellStreetReport.com. Uh, Ken, taking a look at Tavon Young, it seems to me that there is not another cornerback on this roster as it's constructed who can slide into that slot position. Am I wrong in that? Well, I mean, the guy who will get the position is Lardarius Webb, and they, they brought him back in last year to play that position. And in fact, this is a funny thing, I and mean, just a story looking back. I was on Twitter, of course, during the game when they were, were playing at New England. And uh, they had they brought um, Young in to replace Powers at the slot. And I said, okay, he's giving us a chance to win this game because he's replacing Powers in the slot. And then Webb made a huge coverage error on the Hogan. The Hogan touchdown. Yeah. And uh, it's one of these things. Weddle fell on the sword for that play, but but it was Young who didn't move from left to right to follow Hogan. Uh, that that uh, actually was the missed coverage on that play. So a bummer of a, of, a, of a thing. But he has great slot abilities. And by the way, the Ravens had all their ball skills concentrated into four defensive players when you look at it. I mean, Carr is not a ball skills guy. Um, but they had Jimmy Smith, and they had Weddle, and they had Mosley, and they had Tavon Young. Those are the four ball skills guys on the entire defense. And to lose one of those is really bad. But fortunately, Webb is a good ball skills guy, and, and he'll provide some of that. My fear is now that the Ravens really can't run the dime effectively without Tavon Young because they're forced to move their good um, back-end extra cover two safety up to play nickel now. And they'll now be forced into a situation where they, they have to either play Jefferson back and find another dime, which they could do, but I think it's less effective, or they get Jefferson up in the position where I think he'd be most effective, which is covering tight ends man-to-man on passing downs and having another asset on the back end. So they've got to probably go out and find either another nickel or another good back end safety, one of those two, to shore up their dime defense. Who do you think replaces Zach Orr? Um, well, I mean, the, the, pl- 
plan, I think, and the plan they'll go forward with is that uh, uh, Kamal, I will, will go there. And I don't think that's going to work out in passing situations. I, I don't think it can. So, uh, uh, you know, more than likely, that means the Ravens have to go to the dime when third down. He's, in, in, in all the years that he's been there as defensive coordinator, has been extremely reluctant to do that. He's had only about 3% dime snaps, where as you, if you go back to Marvin Lewis in 2000, he had 34.5% dime and quarter snaps. Now, that's just, it's such a complete difference in philosophy, it's not even funny. But you guys mentioned the game had changed over the years since then. Well, the game's changed in the direction of more passing, of more exploitation of weak coverage assets. And yet the Ravens had, have gone in the other direction and become more of a piece monster on defense who really wanted to keep two linebackers on the field on third down. And I, I, just, I just don't see that. Now, the thing with Correa is in the run game, I don't see him being very instinctive. You know, he played, what, 48 snaps on defense last year, got benched on special teams. When I, when I watched him in drills and stuff, I just thought that he had a hard time recognizing plays coming at him. Yeah, I, I, I don't I don't disagree with that and I, I you know he had a lot of trouble holding the edge. Oh yeah. So maybe moving inside would help him. But you're right, I mean it's a completely different position. So he's gonna have to learn how to read those keys freshly and he's gonna have to learn how to play the position, frankly. So I, I don't disagree with you at all. I think it's a I think it's a big risk having him on the inside. Ken McCusick from RussellStreetReport.com. Ken, as always, I appreciate you taking the time today. Thanks, Ken. No problem. Yep. Thank you. Yeah. Vinny, questions, questions, questions. Been talking about it all day. Questions, questions, questions. All right, and they and they got to be sitting there, you know, I mean, they're getting ready to go on vacation in a couple weeks, and, and there's still going to be, there's still going to be a number of question marks going into training camp. The same question marks that we have now are, unless they get a Macklin or unless they sign somebody, we're going to have a bunch of question marks. Even if they sign a Macklin. We still have a lot of question marks going into training camp. And what Ozzy's done in the past is is given the young guys an opportunity to see what they can do. And then once he realizes what they can and can't do, then he'll go out and try to make some trades to f- fill those holes.